Welcome to the Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Sam McMahon. Coach McMahon is the associate head coach at Missouri Southern State. We talked to him today about processing feedback and the importance of growth and gratitude. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks for having me. Coach McMahon, I'm so happy to have you on. Uh, I know we've, we've uh, we connected on social media and talked about you know bringing you on as a Division II coach and associate head coach at Missouri Southern State, I feel like uh, another perspective uh, from that level, and not to say that uh, it's so far different from, say, the Division I or, or any other level for that matter, but it's good to kind of, going down the line, it's good to see where you've come from and what you've done, you know, as a player at the Division I level, as, a, as an assistant coach, and adobo at the uh, assistant coach at the NAI level and uh, adobo at the division one and now at the division two level as an associate head coach. I think you have a, a broad a spectrum uh, to, to kind of share with us. So like we do with it, with every episode coach, we want to kick it off with, you know, how were you introduced to the game? You know, I grew up um, just playing all different sports by my father was a football coach at the time at East Waterloo in, in Iowa, so we always hit, put a ball in my hands, whether it's football, baseball, or basketball. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with basketball um, growing up and and uh, just really fell in love with it, really um, gave it my best effort uh, in any time I was on the court. You know, I remember, even off the court too, I remember getting those slam magazines. Yeah. And, uh going into my room and literally shutting the door and reading from start to finish those slam magazines. So yeah. I just fell in love with the game, um, mostly because of my father, um, who was a coach, um, was a football coach, but uh, he loved basketball as well. And it just kind of took off from there. Wow. So, yeah, you talk about slam magazine. I, I used to, man, I'd, Stephon, Mar <laughs> Stephon Mar Marbury is who I kind of just associate with Slam Magazine because he was on that thing like constantly. Him and A, <laughs> him and A. And then they they have those posters in the magazine. Yeah, yeah. Too. You put them up on your wall. And, yeah. Uh, um, I was just pretty ate up with basketball, and it just uh, really fell in love with it, and it's been a blessing ever since. Wonderful. What was your experience, coach, as a player at the high school level, and then you know your recruitment and all that? Uh, how how did you you know go through that process? You know, um, I was a I was a good high school player. Um, turned and recruited a little bit. Um, I ended up choosing to go to University of Delaware. I grew up uh, on the East Coast, and then moved to to Missouri. And I went to high school in Missouri at Jefferson City High School. And I went and played four years of varsity basketball there. And then I went to a, a prep school prep school called Bridgeton Academy in Bridgeton, Maine for a year, which is all boys in the middle of Maine. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but I had a, had a blast. Then I went to the University of Delaware for four years um, and just really, really enjoyed it, made lifelong friends. And um, 
what wasn't the best, didn't win the most uh, games, struggled, uh, especially the first few years. Um, but we got better each year, um, had a pretty solid senior year, and learned a lot, you know, learned about a lot. And uh, looking back on it, you know, I just didn't um, really know how to be a great teammate. Um, I kind of just went out there and played as hard as I possibly can every practice and every game. And uh, I wasn't necessarily a bad teammate, um, but I just wasn't, uh, I wasn't the best I could possibly be. Yeah. And um, uh, just, I grew from that, and that's kind of why I got into coaching as well. Wow. Because um, if I would have known what I know now, um, I know I could have contributed more as yeah. a teammate and as a player. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because uh, typically mm-hmm. people – Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, because um, I uh, – you know, you just gave your best effort each and every day, and I thought that was enough. Yeah, yeah. But knowing what I know now, um, what it takes to be great, what it takes to be on a great team, um, I just would have – wish I would have done a little bit more, wish I would have been a, be a better teammate, better leader um, in hindsight. Um, but I've learned from it and I've grown from it. And that's kind of why I got into coaching too, because I want to teach other guys how to um, be the best version of themselves, both on and off the court. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge because it's, I don't know, coaches have a hard time kind of admitting who the things that they've grown out of at times, like to say, well, I wasn't the best teammate coming out. I mean, We'd all like to think we were always kind of in coaching mode, even as a player. We'd all, you know, we'd, yeah. all, we'd all like to think that we were all born leaders or, or some rare mm-hmm. breed like that. But at the at the end of the day, when we look in the mirror, there's kind of this process that we came through, and and definitely as far as that influencing you to go into coaching and teaching the game, um, yeah. and, and teaching players how to be good teammates. That's really important uh, because mm-hmm. I. I, I I think, like what you said, you thought I'm just doing my job here. I'm giving my I'm giving my best. Isn't that enough? You know, like in in essence, and and yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's great. For any coach would love a kid to come out and give 100 percent every game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there is that component of uh, what kind of teammate are you? What kind of leader are you? And that, and that's great. That's what kind of kind of uh, uh, also sparked your your uh, love for coaching or your desire to coach, I should say. So was there yeah. anybody in your life that you say, you know, man, I because of this person, this is why I'm coaching? It, did, you, did you have any role models uh, growing up or, or even in college? Yeah. I, I mean, my father um, was a big-time role model. And um, so I always – I've always knew I wanted to get into coaching um, ever since I was little, but kind of just learning um, – by I, I read a lot. Um, by reading books, and I've always had a fascination with um, great teams um, and great coaches. And so I started reading more and learning more. And really, great any successful person, I've always have been fascinated with it. Um, so I just r- really became obsessed with this learning and growing and getting better. Um, getting better as a coach, getting better as a person, getting better as a man. Yeah. And uh, just all throughout the, my coaching profession, 
Um, I've learned from guys like Jeff Sherman at, at Central Methodist, who's the Hall of Fame coach, who's been just awesome. Um, Conzo Martin uh, at Missouri State, Paul Lusk at Missouri State, and now Jeff Boshi. Um, I just I have grown every year, and, and that's a testament to those coaches yeah. who have really helped me grow. Um, you know, from going from that that kid who uh, didn't necessarily I just didn't know what it. I didn't know what I didn't know. You yeah, know, I yeah, thought yeah. I was being a winning player, <laughs> um, but I just could have been doing more. Yeah. And nobody ever really taught me how to do more. And so that's where my passion, like that's what I want to do with our guys, teach them how to become the best versions of themselves, both on and off the court. You know, you're not just talking about um, basketball players. You're talking about physical, mental, social, and spiritual. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, if I can be that mentor mentor for them, I mean that's right up my alley. Uh, yeah. I love dealing with that and and seeing players grow. Um, it's just really exciting to see. You know, you talk about reading more and and all that. Uh, you know, kind of going through your bio, seeing your scholastic prowess or academic prowess. Everyone look at it, man. You're a four guy, uh, <laughs> and and that's there's a lot to be said for that because your your desire for growth uh and mm-hmm. and knowledge and and then also i think uh transferring that knowledge because here again we can I, I like to think that i gain knowledge so that i can share knowledge and teach knowledge and apply knowledge otherwise i'm just a glutton for knowledge and what good is that in this world and and like what you're saying is like man i, I want to give away everything i have and that's fantastic yeah. because there are different aspects to each human being that we're working with. And like you said, spiritually, mentally, physically, all that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so huge. It's, it's really a holistic approach to it. And I'm not, yeah, sh- I'm not, absolutely. Sh- yeah, I'm not sure, you know, we're, we're as coaches, we need to teach that more to other coaches and, and kind of, I don't know, mentor coaches too, to do the same. Uh, I just, I, re- I feel like it's really important, especially yeah, you know, moving absolutely. forward with these generations coming up. And I've and I've kind of morphed in, you know. I was uh, I was just all obsessed with the X's and O's and just trying to get better with that. And um, just on the basketball floor, I mean, you can go on and on about X's and O's. You know, yeah, I was yeah. always just trying to improve with that. Then I've sl- slowly morphed into just kind of the holistic approach. And I think that's just I think that's the answer. You yeah. know, I I think because if we're not making these kids better husbands, better fathers, better brothers, then we're doing them a disservice. Definitely. I truly believe that. Definitely. They don't leave Missouri Southern State being a better man. Then, uh, I mean, that, that's doing them a disservice. Yeah. And uh, that's what we try to do, you know, and that's, that's based on relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not yeah. talking to these kids, talking to our guys every day, communicating with them, finding out what they like and what they don't like, finding out about their personal life, finding about, out about their families, um, then you can't help them grow to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, that's just the reality of it. So true. So true. So in that, Coach, I'm thinking about, you know, the aspect of, of team culture because the word culture is always used and we talk about it all the time on the podcast. But from your perspective – you know, being at the levels that you've been at and some of the head coaches that you've worked with that you that you named off, 
How how do you view building team culture? Well, I think it's I think it's vital. Obviously, it's sometimes it can be. I know a lot of guys that just got hired always talk about culture, but it's the truth. It really is. And um, where I saw it very evident, um, and it, was, it just kind of took me back. Um, when I started uh, working for, I was a volunteer for Conzo Martin. And um, he talked about, he just talked differently than I ever heard a coach talk. Yeah. You know, he motivated the guys. He had a, a culture of toughness. And um, it's like you wanted to be around him. You wanted to be around the program. It was that culture. Yeah. And you could just feel it. And I was like, man, that is so cool. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. That's what I want my program to be like. That's what I want to have an effect on on our guys. And I, I really, that that's where I kind of started when I when I saw just how he interacted with the players, whether he had a personal relationship with each guy, they respected him, he respected them, and they just really grew. You know, it's not just the players growing, it's the coaches, yeah. coaches growing too, yeah. Yeah, and they definitely. grew together. I mean, that, and, and I just saw that. I was like, man, that is so cool, yeah. and that's what I want to do. And I kind of just learned from there yeah. and uh, really uh, kind of was like a sponge and absorbed all that information, and, t- and it kind of took off. Got you. So having had that experience, what have you learned about yourself during your time as a coach? Because I think like you talked about coaches growing. How have you grown, and what, and what have you learned about yourself? Um, I've learned, a, well, a lot about, a lot about myself. Um, I've really, as these players grow, I grow with them. Um, it's all about being together it's nothing's I mean we're a part of something bigger than ourselves, and uh that's how I've grown I mean these guys have helped me just as much as I've helped them and um you know it's just a a blessing to be a part of it and uh, it makes me become thankful I've become as I gotten older I've just gotten more thankful for each and every player in this program for all the coaches I've I've worked for um, for the schools I've worked for, I've just really become more thankful and uh, live a life of gratitude, yeah. you know, because all this can be taken away from you at any time. This is a, such a blessing to play high level division two basketball, to play any college basketball. It's a blessing. And, uh, I try to stress to our guys, it can be taken away from you at any time. So enjoy every second of it and, uh, be grateful for it. You know, one of the guys that I've, I've, I've looked up to for the last couple of years when I first met him uh, was Ryan Silver. He runs, a, he runs a really successful AU program out on the West Coast. And he's yeah. always, he, always, he always said his mantra, his, his motto, whatever you have it, is attitude of gratitude. And, yeah. and, and when you have all that, an attitude of gratitude and a thankfulness for where you're at and where you're headed and kind of – just the right perspective. I think you always feel like you're successful uh, and you don't ever have to worry about, you know, watching your back or feeling there's a comp, there's somebody coming after you, your, your, your job, or, you know, you're just, mm-hmm. Hey man, I'm happy to be here and I'm going to give it my all yeah. because I know, you know, we're not promised anything, especially tomorrow. And that's a great, yeah. that's, that's a great uh, truth 
to convey and to help transform players' lives and ways of thinking because uh, sometimes a paradigm shift is always in need. I think you, I think as coaches, we always see that with our players. Sometimes it's like, no, nah, man, you, you don't need to change this. You don't need, you just need to change the way you think and your mindset, and, and you'll yeah. be, and you'll be good to go. In in attitude of gratitude and thankfulness, man, that that's that's solid. It's a solid foundation. So you know, and it, and it all starts with your mind too, just like you said. Yeah. I mean, control your mind, and your body will follow. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's what Coach Martin always used to yeah. say, and it's so important. I mean, you're you're saying a bunch of words to yourself every minute of every day. Um, yeah. What are those words? What are those words? Are they positive or are they negative? Right. And we talk about that. Um, we talk about all that mental aspect because it's so important. It's huge. So important because. You can have all the, the muscles. You can jump as high. You can jump so high. But if you don't have the mental aspect and you're not mentally tough, then you're not going to go anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. It's a great word, Coach. So, in, in your in your experience, because one of the things that we deal with as coaches sometimes is criticism, and and this is really something I haven't really explored on this podcast yet, but I, I want to dive into it. Uh, so you'll kind of be the guinea pig for this, but uh, what what role does feedback and criticism play in in how you conduct yourself and and move on in your career? How how's that played a role? Well, I think it's I think it's vital. You know, I think in order to become the best version of yourself, I think you need feedback, um, and I think feedback is coaching. And uh, I actually got that kind of uh, philosophy from a shock of smart, um, podcast, I've kind of really uh, enjoyed listening to him Yeah, and it's so, it's so vital because as a leader, you want to take these guys, um, to places they can't go themselves. Yeah. And, uh, in order to do that, you got to coach them up mm-hmm. and, uh, and you got to coach them hard. Yeah. And, um, the reason why you can coach them hard, they know you love them. Yeah. And, and that's vital feedback and, and feedback for me personally, too, um, as a coach, um, when coach Boshi, our head coach, um, says I need to get better at certain things. I can't curl up in a shell and shut down. No, I got to be hungry <laughs> yeah, and yeah, change that. Yeah. And that's helping, that's helping me and that's helping the program. Yeah. And, uh, when you got a great relationship with your, your boss and your head coach, and uh, he can sit down and tell you this is what you need to get better at because I don't have, have all the answers. And uh, but he's he's helped me through this process. And once again, I don't want to be redundant, but we're both growing together. Yeah. And that's what's great when you have a, a great relationship and we can talk and interact. We can disagree on things, but when I leave that office, we're all on the same page. Yeah. No, that's. Fantastic. And hey, coach, if you keep reiterating growth, that's that's great because I feel like that's a, a growth mindset. We always talk about that uh, personal growth, uh, growth in, you know, uh, spiritual, the, the spiritual sense as well. Growth and, you know, just growth is such a great word because I think yeah. we, all, we all feel at times like ah, I got it. I know it. I know what I'm doing. I get, you know. And hopefully you yeah. do, but at the same time, to realize, like you said earlier, I only know what I know, and I can yeah. still grow, and I can still be. You can a... always get better. Yeah, yeah. That's can... the way I see it. Yeah. I mean, you can always get better. Yeah. You don't have all the answers, but if you're trying to get better and always improving each day, 
That's all you can do, in yeah. my opinion. How how boring would it be if you knew everything? You'd be one of the uh, what <laughs> Kevin Eastman calls a know-it-all, and you want to be a learn-it-all. And I feel like yeah. that that's a transition that some of us have to make after we've had uh, some success and we've kind of reached a couple of goals and knocked them out here and there and start feeling ourselves like, oh, yeah, yeah, look, uh, look what I've done, uh, you know, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Uh, but at the end of the that's, day. That's so true. Yeah, we got to be, so be very open to learning. Yeah, definitely. So, Especially, co- especially when you have success. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the true test of a man's character is when there is success. Yeah. How do you react to it? Yeah. Are you are you satisfied with that, or are you try to get better? Yeah, and uh, that's, that's a good test for guys. Like we had a good successful season, uh, made it to the Sweet Sixteen of the D two National Tournament. You know, how are we going to react to that? We're going to be hungry, or are we going to be satisfied? Yeah. So that's what we. That's a challenge we we face next season. So, Coach, I, I ask this question to every guest, and, and not because. Uh, you know, not because I don't know the answer to it for the most part, but I like for the listeners to know you're getting a kid listening in that's being recruited to your school and to your program and maybe even in the future uh, runs across this podcast and says, man, I wonder what that coach goes through on a daily basis. I wonder who they are. What, what do they, you know, where's their family? Because they're not in the gym with us, uh, you know? So I always yeah. and the sacrifice question comes up all the time because of that because I want people to know, and it, and for it to be a point of emphasis, because I'm I I, I love what we as coaches do, but the part mm-hmm. of it sometimes that I don't love is the sacrifice of it, but that's what makes it all you know worthwhile as well. It, it's kind of a yeah. bitter, bittersweet thing. So, what do you sacrifice to do what you do on a daily basis? Well. Um Sacrifice family time, um, traveling, recruiting is hard. My uh, my wife is. We got two kids, um, a daughter and a son. Um, so you don't get to spend as much time with them as you would like. Um, but the time you do get to spend with them, you want it to be quality time. Yeah. And and obviously, everybody I struggle with that. You're always on your phone. You're always trying to text message recruits um i mean i mean you got the whole world at your fingertips with your phone so i try to put my phone down keep it in another room while i'm with my son or my daughter yeah. try to just spend quality time but um it's it is it's uh it is a sacrifice and i try to work on it every day um of being a better father being a better husband is it hard absolutely um but am i trying to get better at it no doubt, um, but it, but it is hard. Got you. And that kind of leads me to my next question, which is uh, how do you make time for your family during the season when it's at a huge premium? Because, I mean, time is – there's only so much of it and where people say, well, if I have time, if I have time, and we got to make time. So how do you how do you find ways to make time for your family during the season? Yeah, well, my, my son, Maverick, he's uh, – he comes to the gym with me. He's three years old. He's a wild banshee, but he comes to the gym with me. And, and our guy, he's more popular than I am. Everybody knows who he is and running around here, um, dribbling or, or just playing. And so I try to bring him, uh, I try to bring him to the gym as much as I possibly can. Yeah. 
And uh, as far as my daughter, she's uh, four months old, so she's harder to get to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just try to spend quality time uh, with them each each and every day when I'm when I'm in town. You know, and what I've learned too. Um, I'm 34 right now, so um, you can be busy, but that doesn't mean you're you're you can be productive. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think so many times we sit around the office, you know, we're talking or, or just kind of just shooting the breeze and, you know, while at the same time you could be getting work done, right. Being very productive, efficient, and then get home and spend some time with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think you gotta be efficient when you're here at the office. Yeah. Um, and that way you can go home maybe a little ahead of schedule and spend some good time, quality time with your, your son, daughter, or or a wife. Right. So um, just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. I think, gotcha. and I got to work on that as well. I got to be more efficient in the office, and I think that would just help everything. You know, I tell my players all the time: don't uh, don't mistake activity for productivity, uh, because yeah, it's so true. Yeah, because you you say, "Well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that." Yeah, but it's not productive. Uh, yeah. the little things, you know, sometimes we feel like, well, I've, I've done all these things and I make a list of it, what I did for the day. But if you really st- step back and kind of evaluate it, what good did, th- what are those things going to do you in the future? And how did it make, yeah. like you said, efficiency, how, how did you, how, yeah. how did you make that day more efficient? And, and that's really a good, uh, I guess a good, uh, point of emphasis as well. So with yeah. that, I, I, I think, um, also, just another point. I think if you bring your son or daughter um, around, or wife um, around the guys, and they mm-hmm. see you being a good husband, they see you being a good father. I think that only helps. Yeah, you know. And my wife, another way um, we interact with our family. Well, we have them over the house all the time, um, and we try to interact with them all the time. Yeah. Um, but she also does yoga with the team. And she's also a nutritionist, so she gets wow. a couple guys and she meets one on one with them um, to to talk about nutrition. So she's involved; she's bought in. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah. that really helps. You Definitely. know, she knows all the guys, and and when she's bought in, then we're all even that much more bought in. So wow. I, I just think when your family's involved, and uh, I just think that makes you a better coach. Definitely, in my opinion. Definitely, I really do. No, you're right on the money, Coach. That's great. Uh, you know, one one thing I did want to bring up because as I I did more uh, snooping in on you, Coach, I saw that your your brother, your younger brother, Paul, is on staff with you. What's that like? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a younger brother and I love him, and uh, and I I don't know what it's like to work with him every day, but I imagine there's some sort of dynamic to that. That's interesting. How how does that work? How does that work out for y'all? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, actually. It's, I think this is his third year. Yeah. Um, it's been great. It's been great to see him uh, grow as a coach. You know, I've tried to help him, and he's helped me. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's been awesome. You know, you never know how that's going to be, working with your brother, seeing him every day. Yeah. Um, but it's been awesome. Uh, awesome. And coach, that's a testament to Coach Boshi, too, for, for hiring him. Um, to having the confidence to hire two brothers and and it's just it's been a great situation. You know, we like to get after it here in the office. Yeah. 
we get after it. We, we give it our best effort, but we like to have fun, too. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's been – I've really enjoyed it. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. That's fantastic. I'm sure parents are proud. Yeah. Uh, I know my brother's my best friend. And, yeah. uh, you know, besides my wife, obviously, but my brother's my best friend. And to, to kind of have that relationship and be able to be there, you know, growing together, yeah. man, that's that's probably one of the best uh, experiences uh, that, that you, you always remember that this time in your career and in your life. So that's great, Coach. So Absolutely. It's, you, been, it's been a blessing. It really has. Awesome. So coming down the stretch here, Coach, we, we always talk about legacy and uh, and where we kind of want to be at the end of our careers. Um, you know, some people, you know, we can take it further and say the end of your life. And But uh, I think at the end of the day, how we take charge now and take steps to, for growth, like we talked about and all that, we'll start setting a, a laying bricks for our foundation and, and, and our legacy uh, for others to kind of walk that path, our children other players, uh, you know, whoever whoever's coming behind us, watching us, and, and learning from us. So what would you want your legacy to be, Coach, when, when you finally walk away from the game? Um, no, that's a, a great question. You know, I, I want my legacy, legacy to be maybe uh, have our players know that I cared about them, yeah. that I loved them. Um, that I wanted what's best for them, that I that I pushed them um, to become the best, uh, not only basketball player but man they could possibly be. Yeah. And uh, I w- I want also want them to call me ten years from now, five years from now, seven years from now if they need have a big life changing event, to ask me for advice, um, uh, or or invite me to their wedding. Um, it's just more than basketball with me and, and a lot of coaches. And uh, if I can just have that a positive effect on them, you know, where they look back and be like, man, I had a great four years at Missouri Southern or two years or whatever, one year. And uh, Coach Coach McMahon really, really helped me, helped me to become a better man. Um, I think if that's my legacy when I get done with all this, I mean, it's. I mean, there's going to be wins and losses. Um, you're going to win some. You're going to lose some. Yeah. Um, but if you're so focused on that, then, uh, like I said, you're doing those kids a disservice. Yeah. I want them to be uh, great men uh, when they leave this program, and I, I want to have a positive effect on them, uh, just like that. Fantastic, Coach. Great. That's a you know again. My goal in all this is to always uh, spark uh, some kind of uh, just looking forward, sparking, you know, casting vision for ourselves when we talk about legacy, uh, because I think that's really important. And there's nothing more important when we deal with these players that they don't feel used, that they feel like they can mm-hmm. they can use us as resources and as mentors or big brothers or whatever they want to look at us as. And I feel like what, yeah. you, what you're talking about kind of fills each, you know, checks each box of really how we should kind of bring along these guys. So, Coach, I really thank you for your time. I appreciate you uh, for your perspective and, and everything that you bring to the game and, and coming on to help us kind of grow the game as well. 
from the coaching perspective. Absolutely. So, uh, thank, thank you so much. I know, uh, I'm just a, a lowly division two assistant. <laughs> so I really appreciate you bringing me on and let me share my story. And, uh, I'll be following you guys every run I do. I'll be following and listen to your podcast. So I really appreciate it. Very, uh, very thankful. Yes, sir. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to the creative coaching podcast. You can find us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and you can even follow us on Twitter at Creative Coach 47. Thank you.